Well, thanks for joining us today. Here we are, um, unpacking the next part of our journey through John's Gospel. And we're finding ourselves today in John chapter 16, um, kicking off, I think, around verse 16, 17, through to the end of the chapter. And this is part of a series we've been doing in John that you may believe. And if you've been keeping up with us here on YouTube or on our podcast, um, then this will just make sense because we're flowing into what hopefully, we have been doing. Hopefully yeah. it makes sense. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the reasons that we thought that we would do it in this format and just uh, re record something for you to be, to be watching is that it would form part of your following. So you would have heard us speak a lot over the last couple of years about this idea of follow, gather, go. Yeah. We want to be followers of Jesus. We want to pay attention to our gathering for the sake of our, of our gathering. And we also want to recognise that we've all been called to go. And so it's like this Christian life stands on these three legs of follow, gather, go. And sometimes we can place a whole bunch of attention on that gathering mm -hmm. piece and it can come at the expense of our following or, or our going. All we think the gathering is our following and our going. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. It is the expression of our Christian faith. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of peeling a little bit of the teaching out of our gathering so that you can explore it in your following. Does that yeah. make sense? In a time which works for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> See how we go. Yeah. Um, so we are in the middle of these couple of chapters that yeah. is just Jesus predominantly just sharing some really important stuff. It's nearly like the last words that he shares with his yeah. disciples before he's arrested, before he's crucified. Mm -hmm. And we have just unpacked over the last couple of weeks that Jesus is talking to his disciples about the persecution that will come when you are yep. a follower of his. Um, but he's saying that when he does go away, he'll send the Holy Spirit. And that spirit, the spirit of truth, he calls mm -hmm. it, um, will be the one who sustains you and helps you not only face that persecution, yep. but take the message of, yes. of Jesus into the world, which is what we're called to do. Yep. Um, and we unpacked last week that, that the Spirit actually does a couple of things. Mm -hmm. There was three things predominantly that the Spirit would shine a light on. Um, sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then we also unpacked that the, the name of the Holy Spirit that, that is given is this, this alongside us. Yes. This one who comes alongside yep. you Helper. to do life with you. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's great. So that lands us where we are today. Um, so we're, we'll, we'll start in verse 16, where, where this is Jesus still talking to his disciples after he talks about sending the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit of truth will do. And he says to his disciples, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. And some of his disciples are saying to one another, What does he mean? In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, because I'm going to the Father. And they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. I love that about the disciples. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting right there with him, yep. and they don't get it. And it's, you know, they so they've been with him for three years at this point, yeah. and still, so we've not rehearsed, we, we don't know what each other have picked up as we've read this, right? So we're going to kind of discover what's going on. This is take one. This is take one. Um, what stood out, but that stood out to me as well. Yeah. So here are these disciples, they've been with him for three years and they're still, they're still not understanding, yeah. they're still confused, yeah. 
but they're also not just asking him. Yeah. So they're talking to each other going, we don't, we don't yeah. get it, we don't get it. What's he talking it. about? I don't know. Yeah. We don't get it. I don't understand what he's talking about. And he's hearing them have this conversation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is funny. And, and he, he's just kept dropping, not maybe hints originally, but he's been pretty clear. He's been saying, you know, the son of man must die. Yeah. The Son of Man will be raised oh. to life again. Yeah. Um, I must go. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, we've read in John chapter 14, 15, 16, where he's really clear saying, I'm going to go away and send the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about this again, that I'm going to go away for a mm. while, but then you'll see me again. Yeah. And then just come. And that doesn't match up with their image of the Messiah. That's right. So the Messiah is yeah. not meant to do that. Yeah. That Messiah is actually meant it's to, to come and conquer. Conquer. There's going yeah. to be some kind of campaign against yeah. the Romans or whoever the oppressor it is, and yeah. so it's not fitting. Whatever Jesus is saying, it's not fitting with their predisposed ideas. Absolutely. So they've been part of the institution, mm-hmm. most of them. Yep. Jewish from, guys. Yep, yep. Jewish guys for a long time, and and so this expectation of who the Messiah is, what it is that he will be like, and what yep. it is that he will do. That's still their framing narrative. That's still their worldview. Even after these last couple of years, mm. Jesus has been saying something new that doesn't fit with that narrative yeah. and it's still not breaking not breaking yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how often do we do the same right. thing? And, and, you know, I think in our arrogance we can sit here and go, oh, mate, if I was there with Jesus, if I was one of the disciples, I, you know, I would have hung on to this I and I would have gone it and I yeah. would have... But, you know, we're sitting 2,000 years down the track yeah. um, with a lot of hindsight helping us. That's right. You know, and having the story completed because they're, they're in the middle of the story. Yes. Now, even the idea that he would be crucified at this point, where, and he's literally a day away. Yep. yep. Um, if that. If that, yeah. they would still be thinking that's impossible. Yeah, that's not what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. I, what this had me thinking about is, like, how how many ideas do I have about Jesus and faith and the Christian life and, and mission that are that are a product of of my lived experience, that are a product of my of my experience of church rather than the words of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. How much do I think about church that is a product of my church experience? Yeah. Yeah, and how much do I believe in what I've been told from yep. someone else rather than actually going to the source what Jesus is actually to see saying. what's being said? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Sin management thing. is a thing that comes to mind. Yeah, you absolutely. know, that we've been told about, you know, behaviour and sin management. Yeah. And, yeah. and God is mostly yep. concerned with your behaviour. Yep. You know, that was something I picked up. My behaviour can, yeah. can influence how God feels that yeah. day. Yeah. Yep. And we unpack, yeah. you know, just last week, that idea of, you know, when the Spirit comes to bear witness to judgment, yeah. it was the judgment over the enemy yeah. and sin and death, yes. not judgment over your individual little indiscretions. Yes, yeah. that's sorted. Yeah, that's sorted. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So continue on for us. Do you want me to say from verse... Where are we up to? 19. Um, verse 19, yeah. Uh, Jesus knew what they wanted to ask him. So there's that thing. They wanted to ask him something. Why didn't they, why didn't they ask him? Why don't we ask him the things that we want to? I don't know. So, so Jesus knew that they wanted to, what they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, "Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said uh, a little while and you'll no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me?" 
Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labour, she has pain because her hour has come. But when a child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the, into the world. So you have pain now, but I'll see you again. Take, and, and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Obviously written by a man yep. um, who has not gone through childbirth personally. Yep. Um, yes, but... this, this idea that you won't remember your pain any longer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that that's true. I've heard very, very different stories. Yeah, yeah. But there's an, there's an analogy here that's, that's trying, right. to, trying yes. to make sense of this. Um, I just want to skip back up to... Um, Verse 20, I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn. So he's talking to the disciples while the world rejoices. Yeah. And remember the world in this context is the, the Jewish world, the, yeah. the, the world of Judaism that all these guys were living in and were part of. Um, and it was, it was the Jewish world, the Jewish leaders who were against Jesus. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, there's the rejoicing. There's yes. this guy who's been a problem to us. This guy who we think's been blasphemous, this mm -hmm. guy who's claiming to be yep. equal with God, this guy who people are talking about is is the actual the Messiah. Yep. Um, he's causing problems for us, and we will rejoice when yes. we get rid of him. Justice is yeah. done, and the disciples will be weeping and mourning. They'll be going, "Hang on, we mm -hmm. thought mm -hmm. we're just given our life, you know, three years. We've yep. given up our livelihoods. We've given up our families. We're following this rabbi who's mm -hmm. called us, yep. and." What it all ends now? Mm -hmm. what, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's this real context of that, the time of weeping and mourning, while there is rejoicing, and then John uses this image of, you know, of childbirth. That yeah. during the pain of childbirth, and I've I've witnessed yeah. that twice yeah. with the births of my daughters, um, mm -hmm. and I felt really, really useless. Yep. Yeah. Because there was nothing I could do yep. when my wife was in pain, but I somewhat, did, I, I, somewhat to blame. Yeah, somewhat to blame. Um, was not helpful and trying to, you know, yep. suck on the gas when she needed it. But but there is this moment when when the the baby is delivered. Mm. There is this sense of joy, yep. and and the body's actually amazing. It kicks all these um, hormones yeah. in that that yep. helps bond the anyway. That's another story in a biology sermon. Um, but here's this beautiful picture that Jesus is saying, just in the natural, when you see yeah. pain happen in a birth and then joy, that's mm. going to be your experience, mm. guys. Look out for it. Yeah. It's about it's around yeah. the corner. Yeah. And it's new. Yeah. So there's something that is being birthed through this. New. There is yeah. a new there is a new thing that yeah. that is that is taking place. And so we do see, you know, like we, we understand that this, this notion of coming to Christ, there is a, there is a born againness mm -hmm. to that. Um, we, and of course, we see some maternal imagery right, right through Scripture. Paul picks it up again as well, saying, you know, it's like all of creation is, you know, is groaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Childbirth. And it's no wonder these disciples didn't get it. Like they were pretty much uneducated guys yeah. um, would, would have had a grounding in Judaism.
But when we flip back earlier into chapter 3 of John's Gospel, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, yep. and he's talking about being born again. So Nicodemus, this highly esteemed, learned um, leader of the Jewish you know, church, religion, faith, and Jesus is talking to him about this newness, this being born again. He's going, I don't get it. What, what do I have to go back into my mother's womb? How does that work? Yep. Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking about something spiritual here, mm -hmm. and that's that's why I think these guys couldn't get it because they were still thinking, as you said before, that the Messiah would be like like the great King David, yep. this mighty military warrior mm -hmm. who's going to come in, kick out the Roman Empire, yep. take control, yep. and be the man, and get the land back, yeah, be, yeah, get our land back. Yeah, mm, that wasn't that wasn't Jesus' picture, and so we continue. In verse 23, Jesus says, In that day, this is the day when you'll start to rejoice because the pain is gone. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Now, he's mentioned this many times, yeah, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yep. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be yeah. complete. Yeah, it's big, isn't it? Yeah. Ask in my name. So he, he said that back in John 14, yeah. verse 13. He said, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, yeah. I'll do it. Then in John 15, uh, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And But what's interesting here is that we are asking the Father directly. So mm. there's no intermediary. Yes. So that was the role of priest yep. all the way along, is there was this yep. intermediary. So now there's no intermediary. We are asking the Father directly, but we're doing it within the name, within the identity, within the person of Christ. Yeah, that's what the name means. So right? it's, yeah. not, it's not chucking the word Jesus onto the end of a it's prayer. It's not abracadabra. No, it's yeah. not that at all. And, and this is what Jesus was getting at back in chapter 15, particularly this... This picture that he kept saying, I am in the Father, yep. and the Father is in me, uh -huh. and I am in you, yeah. and you are in me, yep. so therefore you are in the Father. And when that reality is true, whatever we will ask for, when we are aligned with the character and nature and person of yes. Jesus, yep. which is aligned with the character and nature and person of God the Father, yep. we'll only be asking for the things that God himself desires. Yeah. That's right. So therefore... If God's desiring it and that's his will, yep. when we ask in the same vein, yep. the answer he's saying here is, yes, it will be given we'll to be you. you. It'll be done for you. We, we read Jesus was pretty clear when he was talking about, you know, the, the, abide, the abiding. Yep. You know, your branches on the vine abide in me. The way you abide is to obey my commandment. My commandment is love one another. Yes. So you can't be asking in the name of Jesus. You cannot be petitioning the Father directly within the person of Jesus if we are not lovers of one another. Spot on. You're out. Yeah. You're not. You're not abiding yeah. at that point. So if we're not loving one another, we've got no business asking the Father of anything. And John, oh John unpacks that in one of his later letters. Yeah. I think it's one John, where where he basically says, you know. You can't say you love God yeah, yeah. if you're not loving the person in front of that's you. Right, you're a liar. Yeah, yeah, you're a liar. Yeah. yeah. There's no love in you. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's a really good point. Um, so as we're reading this passage, and I think I think this is the last time when Jesus says, 
ask you my name and it'll be given to you, but he said it a few times prior. In the context of all this stuff that we've just been talking about, that abiding, abiding in yeah. him, because he is in the Father, that idea of loving one another and turning yeah. in that love for one another, that you're actually obedient to me yeah. and, you're, and you're aligning with who I am and what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to all sort of just tie in, isn't it? Yeah. 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 you got to try though, don't you? Like you, you actually have to lean in and, and pay yeah. attention. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's our issue. When, when we only cherry pick a few little bits of scripture out and we're not seeing the bigger picture and we're not seeing the whole context yeah. it makes it hard to actually mm-hmm. make some of these connections yeah that's what i've loved about going through this quite slowly mm. um we are i think 12 months into going Something. through the book of john yeah and, and we're in chapter 16 um but we've been able to to notice the signposts mm. and to go okay that leads to that and that leads to that and and we're seeing that really clearly mm-hmm. in today's passage. Yeah. Who was reading now? Is that me? Or Up you? to you, verse 25. 25. Um, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name. I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and am going to the Father. Mm. He's, he's kind of nailing that home, isn't it? You're going to be yeah. asking Dad yeah. directly. Yeah. He's gone from unapproachable, separate God to loving, proximate Dad. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's probably the... One of the hardest things for the disciples at this point in time is, is Jesus was that that conduit to the Father. Yeah, yeah. And because Jesus said to them really clearly, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Don't ask what the Father's like. Like, you've look here. Yeah, yeah, you've seen yeah. it. You've the been Father with. Is you've exactly been like the Son. Yeah. yeah. And so that whole intermediary where that there's the go between between mm-hmm. you and God, and we know the story as it unfolds that that at the crucifixion of Jesus, the temple, yep. uh, the curtain in the temple just tore from top to bottom. And that was that that metaphor of the, the barrier that existed between us and God yep. is no longer there. Um, but I, I, I like in verse 26, he, he says, In that day you will ask in my name, and I'm not saying that I will ask the Father, I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. And... I reckon that would have been pretty jarring for them because yes. a, a, up to that point, he was still the connection to the Father. Yes. And he's been trying to say, no, the relationship I have with the Father is now the same relationship yeah, it's you yours. have. It's your relationship. Yeah. And I, that would have been really hard to grasp. Yeah. To even step into. Yeah. Um, it still is, right? Yeah. Like we still, still think about Jesus as some separate other. We think about the Holy Spirit as some separate other. We we have great difficulty getting our hearts and minds around the fact that we are one. Yeah. yeah. And he's going back to the Father. And one of the roles that we see later in Scripture that Jesus plays mm-hmm. as he is seated at the right hand of the Father in the heavenly realms is that he intercedes. He mm-hmm. prays for you and I mm-hmm. on our behalf to the Father. Yeah. And when Jesus said back in verse 7 of chapter 16 that it is best for you that I go back to the Father, 
um, and we unpacked that a little bit last week in last week's sermon, but um, one of the things that is good for us mm-hmm. in that Jesus goes back to the Father, sends us the Holy Spirit, that's the thing that's really good for us, but it's also good for us because he's sitting right next to the Father praying for you, yep. praying for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, um, unfettered, yep. Um, yep. unceasing. And, and with the same character and motivation with which... He went to the cross. Yeah. So he went to the cross in this utter self-emptying love for you. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Yeah. So that's the character of Christ, and it's out of that character of Christ that he's interceding for you. Yeah. Well, that is a spin out. Yeah. Like um, I've said to many people in my journey, um, I've been very thankful to have have had and have had a praying mother. Yeah. You know, a parent who has been praying for me, and that's been my advice to many people over the years when you know, kids are a little bit wayward or there's, there's mm-hmm. issues going on, mm-hmm. just be a praying parent. Yeah. And we've got the Messiah himself, the Son of God, our brother Yes. Yep. from another mother, yep. our brother sitting there praying for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads your way. Mm-hmm. Jesus knows your name. Mm-hmm. He knows where you're at. He, he, he knows what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and loves you. Yeah, and loves you. The, the other interesting thing here, we spoke a little bit about this earlier today. So Jesus has gone from speaking in, in, in parables to, to speaking plainly. I wish the disciples had actually spelled out here what it was that he plainly said. Yeah. Because they don't. Yes. It's like, oh, you're speaking really plainly. Yeah, now. Well, now, we now. Yeah. now we understand. Yeah. But guys, if you had written that down, that would have been really handy. Um, because it's still <laughs> opaque. It's still something of a parable. Yeah. Yeah. But there's this idea of, I'm going to speak in figures, in in parables and metaphors and speak plainly. And we see something of that throughout the story of Scripture, that there's like mystery revelation, mystery revelation, mystery revelation. And that's precisely what hooks you into a good movie. Yeah. Mystery revelation, mystery revelation. So there's something about, or a good book, there's something about story that we're wired for that hooks us yeah. when there's mystery, revelation, mystery, revelation. Yes. Um, and, and we desire to press into the mystery. Mm. And it's like we do our faith and we do scripture a disservice when our ambition is to demystify the gospel. And get it all de- figured out. Get it all figured out. Yeah. If we can get it into a diagram... Then you know, um, or, or or some kind of like. Yeah, if I can explain it clearly, codified it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because if I can reduce it down to something that I can explain clearly, yeah, then all I have to do is convince you of it. Yeah, that's right. Job yeah. done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you can do that, you've got the wrong God. That's right. Because He is a God of mystery. There's something yeah. beautiful right. about our faith where we can embrace the mystery of God. We can. Em- Yes, there is a closeness and a proximity and a oneness, but there's also this like transcendence which is beyond us. Mm. You know, no, no, no eye to see, no one can conceive. There's a retreat that we offer through Coast Community that is around our identity. Yeah. Um, so God's identity, our identity, um, and one of the things we we look at in that is that exact thing that we look at two aspects of God. Yeah. One that is complete mystery. Yes. And one that is completely Christ-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's two sides mm-hmm. of the same coin, mm-hmm. but they have to go together for yeah. God to be God. Embrace if, if, mystery. If I can figure God out, He's not God. It's not the wrong God. Yeah. 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 So, so the disciples at this point, so verse twenty-nine, we're up to. 
And the, then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. You believe at last, Jesus answered. But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I'll just pause there. So, like Jeff just said, um, something shifted in the conversation. The disciples are now saying, oh, now we get it. You're not talking in riddles or figures of speech. But they don't record that for us. Um, but they came to the point where they go, this makes us believe that you came from God. So that could mean, this makes us believe you are the Son of God, equal with God. This makes us believe that you are the Messiah, the Anointed One, the one we've been waiting for. Um, this makes us believe that, that you are you know, the Incarnate, which John starts with in his thing, you know, Jesus in the flesh, moved yeah. into the neighbourhood. Um, so there's a number of things there, but, but John includes this because this is the whole purpose of his gospel, is that we would believe, and he's showing some of the things that have happened to, mm. that led to the disciples believing. Yeah. Yep. And Jesus, you believe at last. <laughs> yeah, we've like, yeah, yeah. taken three years to get here, guys. Come on. Which is interesting too, you know, like it is It is that idea we were talking about, it's, it's up to the Holy Spirit to, to, to reveal, to convince Yep. Um, that, we, that we might repent. And here's these guys live with Jesus three years, seen what what Jesus does, heard what Jesus has has said. And it's taken right to this point where, and, and I think there is some of this grappling here is, yeah, you are the one we've been waiting for. Yeah. We're convinced that now. Even though that doesn't seem to accord with a whole bunch of things we we think we've un yeah. understood. Yeah. There's been some dismantling of that worldview. Yeah, things we're expecting to see happen, yep. but haven't. Uh -huh. yep. yeah. Now we believe. Now we believe. And then, then he makes that prediction about, well, you're going to be scattered. Time is coming. And that time was around the corner. Which is a bit of a poke, right? Yeah. Like, you believe, do you? Yeah, you believe. Yeah, because you're about to go. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about that, so th th this, is, this is the foundation of the church. Yeah. Right, it's these 11 disciples. Judas has gone by this point. It's the 11 disciples that Jesus is going to initiate the building of his church. Yeah. And he's saying right at the beginning, hey, things are about to get tricky and you're going to scatter. You're going to leave me. Yeah. You're not going to hang in there when it gets tough. And he uses people like that to build his church. Yeah. And I go, what a relief because mm -hmm. I'm like that. And so Jesus could even use me yep. um, to do what he's doing in the yeah, world right. because I'm just like that. Yep. Things get tough, I'm out of here. I'm a or, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a wuss or I'm scared to stand up for the name of Jesus yep. or, you know, all these things are part of our journey and hopefully mm. we mature and grow through that. But um, does, does, your, does your translation say each one will to his home? Each one to his own home. So yep. isn't, that, isn't that interesting? So you're scattered, each yep. one to his own home. Yep. And then home becomes the place where where the church is established. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I'm not alone for my father is with me. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And we spoke last week about this idea of Jesus being with the Father. 
you know, declares his righteousness because he is in proximity with the, with the Father. He yeah. is the righteous yeah. one. Yeah. Now, to finish the chapter off, verse 33, take it away. Uh, I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Amen. I've conquered the world. Take yep. heart, I have overcome the world, mm -hmm. my translation says. Yep. yep. That's what courage is. Courage is to you know, strengthen, strengthen your heart. And, and, and just the timing of this statement, like he's about to enter into the mm -hmm. most gruesome yep. 24 hours. Um, and he's saying to his disciples, hey, Peace is available. No, yeah. no matter what's going on, there is peace, mm. and I've overcome. Yes. Now you just mentioned that with when he talked about the Holy Spirit would look at sin, righteousness, and judgment. Yeah. And part of that connection to the to the judgment is it's the judgment of of the enemy. Yeah. It's the judgment of sin and death. Mm. And Jesus is saying, I've already overcome it. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's a done deal. Yeah. So don't you know, don't fret about what mm. you might see and what mm. might happen. I keep telling you I'm coming back. I'm going mm. away and I'm going to come back. Yep. And I keep telling you I'm going to be okay. And I keep telling you you're with me. Yes. And I've overcome the world. Mm. But we see them scatter. Yeah. <laughs> and we see them flee. And we see them go back to their old lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, but the big difference going forward is the risen Jesus yes. meets them. Yeah. And that changes everything. There's also the echo here, so there, there is a bit of a messianic echo here because the, the, the role of the Messiah is to bring shalom. Yes. So that's what the Messiah ultimately does, yes. is, is bring shalom. We've spoken about justice and, and righteousness. When justice and righteous, righteousness exist, they're relational ideas about being in right relationship with God and one another and all creation. When they exist, that is shalom. Yeah. So all, all relations in, in right order under his sovereign authority, this is peace. Yes. This is shalom. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying, in me. In, in me will be the fulfilment of the whole story. Yeah. The whole promise is going to be fulfilled in me. You will have peace. Yeah. yeah. Bring it. Oh, bring it. Point ourselves in that direction. Yeah. yeah. And how much did they need that at that point in time? How much do we need that yeah. today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there we are. We've found ourselves to the end of chapter 16. Yeah. As, as the next week or two goes on, we're going to move into 17, which is awesome because there's three key prayers that Jesus mm. prays mm -hmm. for himself, for his disciples, and for all future believers. Yeah. And looking forward to unpacking those. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. I hope that's been useful. Um, I hope also that what you've seen is something that you can do as well. And I know that many of you do do that already but really really encourage you the opportunity to sit down and just explore some scripture together i've learned a bunch of stuff in terms of what what stood out to you and you unpacked maybe there was something interesting i said who knows yeah, yeah. um <laughs> always <laughs> but hopefully that's an encouragement um you know for you to do a to do a similar thing yeah. don't leave it there though because whenever we're engaging with scripture it's calling us to respond in some way too yeah yeah, that it's it's convicting us about who this Jesus is, so that we might might believe, and so that we might be obedient. 
that we might love one another. Yeah. So there's you know, the encouragement there too. So let's keep the main things the main things. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. That's it. See you next time.